I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stressless Physician Podcast, episode number 102. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I am doing great. I am leaving in a few days for a conference in Hawaii. So I'm excited about that and starting to get ready a little bit in my mind and packing. I don't know about you, but when I pack, I like to stack everything up and then sort of weed things out a little bit, right? Get everything I think I might want. When I think of things randomly that I need to remember, I just put it all in the pile, and then I slowly remove things (laughs) that I realize I don't really need to bring with me. And I actually think this is sort of the way I think about coaching sometimes as well. A lot of the times, When I have a client come to a coaching session, they may have a list of things they want to talk about or a whole bunch of things. Or sometimes they just like start telling me all the things. It's like a vomiting out of everything that's in our head. And that's the same thing we do often with self-coaching, right, is to do what's called a thought download, where you just literally write down everything that's in your head. It's sort of like journaling, but it's not edited. I like to do it on paper because I think that gives you access to different parts of your brain. I'm also not a very good typist, so I tend not to do that. Or sometimes I'll do voice dictation and do that to create a Word document. And that actually is very effective for me because it literally is like taking dictation from my brain. And a lot of it is sort of subconscious, unconscious, partially conscious, just sort of garbagey things, right, that are in our head. Not that our thoughts are garbage all the time, but some of them sort of are. The way I think (laughs) that this is related to my method of packing, right, which is to pile up everything I think I might need, is that often it's very useful to dump out or pile up all of your thoughts, all of your like random musings, how you feel, all of the drama that's going on in your head about whatever is happening in your life, or maybe not happening in your life, right? Whatever's in there. And so the way I think about the practice of self-coaching is starting with this brain dump, right? Starting with this thought download, starting by just getting everything you're thinking, or especially those upsetting thoughts or the beliefs that we really think are true and that bother us, getting those out on paper, And the reason it's so important to see them on paper or on a computer screen, right, whatever you're doing or on your iPad, is that then we can sort of look at them. Then we can examine them. Then we can assess them. It's like with my clothes that I pile up for my trip, I can try things on. I can mix and match. I can check out what I look like in the mirror. I can think about the future scenario, right? Where would I wear this? Do I need it? 
Why do I want to bring this? Is it just because I like it? Is it because I think I won't have enough clothes, right? Whatever it is. The same with our painful thoughts, the same with our painful emotions, the same with whatever is stressing us out. We want to see what are we thinking about this? How are our thoughts creating our emotions? What are our emotions? What are we doing or not doing in this situation? How are we interpreting everything? What is our perspective here? How are we currently framing reality as we are experiencing it? What are we making it mean? What are we making someone else's behavior mean? What are we making a situation mean? How are we thinking about things? And we can start to pull that apart. We can pick it apart. We can examine it. And what we want to do is start to question, do I want to keep all of these thoughts? Do I want to continue to believe them? Sometimes what I find is even when I look at them, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so silly. I can't believe I even believe that. Or I may tell myself, I don't believe that, not really. But yet it came out of my head in that moment. So it's very interesting to look at. Maybe there is a little part of me that does believe that still. And is that something I want to continue to hang on to? Is that something I want to continue to believe? Going back to my analogy, I like to travel lightly. It is always better to not check luggage if you can help it. I mean, there's some situations, right? Going to a conference, in this case, it's a dermatology conference. So we tend to get a lot of full-size lotions and potions, which as you know, require checked luggage to bring home, right? You can't carry them on. In that case, I think that's a pretty good reason, right? To maybe travel a little heavier. But in general, I never regret packing lightly. And I will extend that analogy to thought work and self-coaching and coaching. I think a lot of our thoughts are probably not very useful. A lot of our thoughts don't need to continue, right, to travel with us. A lot of our thoughts, especially the ones that cause the majority of our suffering, probably would be better left behind donated, deleted, gotten rid of, (laughs) all of that. And again, you know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I don't believe you can delete thoughts, nor do I think that's really the problem, right? Thoughts aren't really the problem. It's our attachment to them, our belief in them, right? Thoughts are just a collection of words. They're just sentences in our head, but it's when we believe them and it's when those beliefs create a lot of painful emotions for us whether that's shame or feeling a lack of confidence or not good enough, feeling scarcity, not seeing the possibilities that we have to show up, to be the author of our lives, to be in charge of our choices. When we don't see all of the power we have because of our belief system, that really is something that I think is worthwhile jettisoning, at least our belief in those words, in those sentences. And what happens is the more you start to pick that apart, right? The more you start to see, oh, this is not a useful thought. This is not a thought that I really want to believe in. I don't even know where this thought came from, right? Maybe from family, maybe from culture, maybe from some random thing you read or saw as a child, right? Or a teenager. I don't want to continue to let this thought come with me. 
I'm going to really work on disbelieving it, disproving it, starting to see how it's not true or it's not useful, right? As we do that, we get space, we get distance, we can reframe our beliefs and we can get freedom from a lot of those thoughts that maybe we started off with. That pile on the bed, that pile of thoughts on your thought download, on your piece of paper, on your computer screen, they're going to get more selective, right? They're going to get more edited. This is a process of editing your mind, editing your thoughts, editing your brain. And again, the thoughts are never the problem, right? You are not your thoughts, but it's when we believe them. It's when they're sneaky. It's when we don't even realize that they're optional, right? Sometimes I have people tell me, well, that's just true. Maybe. I talked about on a previous podcast, I love the word maybe. Maybe it's true, but is it useful? Maybe it's not true. One of the teachers I worked with, Byron Katie, she would have you try to find evidence for how any painful thought wasn't really true for you. Sometimes that can seem like a stretch, but it's a great exercise to do. How might this not be true? And it really gets your mind to be creative. Again, I like to think of my brain as a very enthusiastic golden retriever, right? Whatever I (laughs) throw out there, whatever I tell my brain, this golden retriever to go do, it's super excited to do. It's like throwing a ball for it. The ball for my brain is how might this really painful belief that I have, this really painful thought I have, how might it not be true? Even if it seems true, right? Even if it's sort of factual, how might it not be serving me? What might be a better thought to believe in? And then my brain, the golden retriever, right? It goes out there and it starts to try to find evidence for me of why this thought might not be true, right? Even though I sort of want to hang on to it sometimes, right? It feels true to me. It feels true because I'm used to thinking it, right? And this is something else I want to touch on. I think this might deserve its own podcast. Sometimes I think we get confused about Am I just lying to myself? Am I gaslighting myself by telling myself I can just believe a new thought? What if my original thought is actually true and now I'm just gaslighting myself and just telling myself what I want to hear? If my original thought is like, there's something wrong with me or I don't know enough to apply for that job or I'm not good enough to start my own practice or whatever it might be, right? I'll never find someone to date. When we tell ourselves that we can believe a new thought, sometimes that original thought feels so true to us that it seems like we're just engaging in wishful thinking or telling ourselves pretty thoughts that can't possibly be true. And the way you know you aren't gaslighting yourself is that just because a thought right pops up from your unconscious or subconscious doesn't make it true. Just because a thought feels true to you doesn't make it true. And for me, my general rule is that if a thought makes me feel crappy, if whatever I'm thinking makes me feel shitty or stressed or anxious or worried, I just know that it's not true for me in some way. I have tested enough things and I've just decided because it seems to make sense that 
things that are true for me feel peaceful at heart. They might not feel happy, right? But they feel in some sense peaceful. They land. They have sort of a sense of integrity about them. Thoughts that make me feel anxious, edgy, stressed out, anything like that, there's some little out of integrity thing there. There's some dishonesty. There's some misperception. There's some being there that I need to look at. I love the idea that stress, when you feel stressed, whatever that feels like for you, is just an alarm clock that you're believing something that's not true for you. Facts shouldn't feel stressful, right? There's some nuance there. If you're believing something and you're like, well, it's just a fact, right? Like the sun rises at 6 a.m. and that makes you feel anxious, I would get really curious with that because facts don't generally feel stressful. Facts are just facts. There's some way we're looking at it. There's some interpretation. There's some frame. And that is where all of our power lies. That is where we are able to reframe something, even if it seems very factual, in a way that will feel more true for you. It will feel more believable. If you're used to not feeling peaceful, though, if you're used to feeling stressed out, it might feel weird. And then you might wonder, oh, maybe I'm just gaslighting myself. Maybe I'm just, you know, engaging in wishful thinking. Maybe I'm just, what is it, engaging in toxic positivity. But if you are navigating by following the thoughts and the ideas that feel in your own integrity, that feel true, that feel like freedom, that feel like peace, I promise you those thoughts are going to be much more of service, much more true, right? And to go back to my original analogy, those are the clothes you want to bring with you, right? Those are the thoughts you want to pack with you. You just want to pack clothes that make you feel amazing. You just want to believe thoughts that make you feel amazing, that get you excited about your wonderful life, all of the potential, the people in it. And if your life isn't amazing right now, you can start to shift it. You can start by appreciating what you can appreciate, not because you can't create better, but because it's much easier to create an even more amazing life when you're already looking for what is amazing right now. All right. This episode feels like I zigzagged all over the place, but this is what I wanted to talk to you about. So I just started and I hope that you got something useful out of this. I did actually. (laughs) So I am always here. If you want to send me an email, if there's something you want me to talk about, if you feel like you need some help with any of these things. So I am an expert packer and unpacker of thoughts, and please reach out if you need help. My email is Sarah, S-A-R-A at saradill.com, S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L, and I answer all my own emails. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life. Sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.